Welcome to Rotten Gems, where we talk about movies we love that critics did not, and maybe even wish got rejected and then sent to hell by the devil. Let's go! If you're still listening, whether it's on purpose or you were just playing a different podcast and then somehow this one started playing like right after that one ended, but your phone's charging across the room and you're too lazy to go get it right now, well, we thank you. And who exactly is we? Well, let me introduce you to my co-hosts. I'm Keenan. And I'm Marcus. That's right. We're just three straight dudes talking about movies. Because, listener, I know what you're thinking. There's just not enough places to hear the random opinions of three straight men. Well, look no further than Rotten Gems. We got you. <laughs> and on that note, uh, what's up, guys? First episode. Yeah, uh, exciting. Not nervous. Not nervous <laughs> at all. I mean, I, just just what I know about podcasts, people usually in the first five minutes decide if they're like, okay, well, I've, I've seen enough. So let's hope that, you know. No pressure, guys. They're um, gone. <laughs> they're gone. On we that just lost 90%. <laughs> Perfect. Even better. All right. So today, guys, we're talking about Bedazzled, um, starring Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley. And that is Fraser, not Fraser, which I did not know for the longest time, regrettably. I apologize um, in advance for all the times I'm going to mess that up today. Same. Brendan, we love you. We're we're Fraser heads. If you're listening somehow, um, but awesome so, job on Doom Patrol. If you're listening, oh yeah, I, I still need to watch that. Um, so if you are listening and you want to keep listening, um, just know that you will be spoiled. Granted, it's a movie that came out in the year 2000. Um, so here's your spoiler warning for a 20 year old movie. So uh, Keenan Marcus. You guys, have, you guys have seen this movie, yes? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a top tenant of, what, 11-year-old Keenan watching this movie on repeat. And I can definitely see why 11-year-old Keenan enjoyed this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's a quick synopsis of Bedazzled. Um this is from Flickster. It says, desperate to gain the affection of a beautiful co-worker, Elliot, Brendan Fraser, strikes a deal with the devil, Elizabeth Hurley, a drop-dead gorgeous woman with a wicked sense of humor. In exchange for Elliot's soul, she will grant him seven wishes, but with each wish, he gets more than he asked for. Um, that is, yeah. That. So let's get to the real question here, and that's, how do you guys think this movie scored with critics? I mean, I know we meet beforehand to discuss the movie that we're going to talk about. Yes. You know, I I would say uh, the critics would probably get this around 50% because I think it's funny, obviously. It's hilarious. But I know that uh, lots of times they're looking for more artsy humor. And this really isn't that kind of humor true um, i mean i don't really know what critics were looking for in the year 2000 because i was all of eight years old um i owned like 15 movies and three of them were aladdin <laughs> like all three aladdin return <laughs> uh, to far i mean if i if i had to guess i would say high 50s high 50s um, Marcus, you were you were the closest here. We're at forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what that's what critics have Dang. given this. Um, what's also odd is that it has a forty two percent audience score. So fans liked it even less than the critics. Wow, and, that is surprising. That is and, pretty shocking. <laughs> and we have a six out of ten on IMDb. That's six Big Macs, six beautiful sunsets or six bags of cocaine or cocaina <laughs> out of 10. Um, and out of those reviews on IMDb, that was, that was 95,000 reviews on IMDb. So if we're going by IMDb, it's just certified fresh. And I don't know about you guys, but like, I love this movie. So to hear that it's rated poorly is just baffling to me. To be fair, this movie went up against a joggernaut of a movie that year. Oh, did it? This movie that I'm going to reference 
is just stacked with actors. The number one movie of 2000, Mission Impossible 2, starring Tom Cruise. (laughs) Oh, God. Why? Why do you do this to me? (laughs) Hey, I I know what the people like. The people don't like Tom Cruise. (laughs) People love Tom Cruise. Depending on how long we do this podcast, listener, if you're you're wondering, uh, Tom Cruise is the scum. He's the worst in the world. So you're going to hear continuous Tom Cruise hate over the life of this podcast. But he makes some Uh, pretty sick ass movies. (laughs) But they're all the same movie. Oh, oh, I'm Tom Cruise. I'm going to, I'm going to run away or to something, but, and then I'm going to beat up a guy, but I'm five foot nothing. So they have to film it in a way to where it makes it look believable. Totally. All right. This isn't a Tom Cruise podcast. <laughs> it's it's not it's not wait too late to pivot. <laughs> um all right guys. Well, first impressions of Bedazzled. So like when you first saw it, what was your Oh boy scenario when you first saw it? I do not know if I should talk about the first time I saw this again. <laughs> I was in middle school. This well, was you not me. an impressive time in my life. <laughs> uh, I definitely can see why I liked it. I still love it today for different reasons, but I can definitely see why I loved it back then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make a wild guess here. Two words. Um, Elizabeth Hurley? Oh no, Brent Brent Fraser. Oh, okay. <laughs> For sure. The mummy. For sure it is. For sure it is. Well what about you, I Marcus? was also eleven. And uh you know, I was probably the first time I probably saw this was probably when I was closer to twelve. Cause I doubt I saw it in theaters when it came out, you know. So but uh I remember loving it, obviously. Probably pretty similar reasons as Keenan. Uh but honestly, rewatching it, I was like, most of these jokes that are hilarious now <laughs> definitely would have gone over my head. Yeah, I remember like every time I rewatch this movie, I'm like picking up on another joke I, I never caught before. And I, I love movies that are able to do that. Um, I know, like, so. I, I actually didn't see this movie around when it came out. My first exposure to this movie was about. I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I was, I just moved, moved out and I was living with my roommate at the time. And he had this movie and is we're, we were on some Brendan Fraser reason. Like, like you don't need a reason. I think we just like watched a bunch of Brendan Fraser movies. And he's like, Oh, you seen Bedazzled?" And I'm like, uh, no. And I was like, why have I never seen this movie? This is incredible. And so I was like, yes, I need to watch this movie several times. And I have since then. So I've watched it probably over 10 times in the last like eight years or so. Um, I didn't know actually that it was a remake of a movie. And that was something I found out recently. It's a remake of a 1967 Bedazzled. And oddly enough, that one was directed by Harold Ramis, who also made um, Groundhog Day, Caddyshack, analyze this analyze that and another one of our favorites year one yeah i I noticed that i was like oh well we're definitely gonna see another harold ramus movie (laughs) is it ramus i said ramus i'm such an amateur i don't i don't know all right well i'm pretty sure one of us got it right so we're gonna do we're gonna do credit to him i'll I'll find a third way to pronounce it (laughs) ramus ramus that's he also is the inventor of top ramen what a like moment of silence. Ramens. I mean, he's probably not dead, but no, he, he, uh, he, he is. Okay. Do you do moment of silences and times other than the national anthem, or like when people die? Personally, I don't think so. No, <laughs> and probably not over podcasts. That's that's a good point. That's what we call yeah. dead air. <laughs> dead air. True. Good point. Um, all right, guys. So thoughts about this movie. So what's things, you know, we, we, we rewatched the movie and prep for discussion to this. Some things stand out to you. Uh, (laughs) yeah. How many times did you watch this? 
<laughs> I have watched this three times in the past three weeks and do not regret a moment of it. Uh, You're but dedicated. <laughs> this movie definitely had a pretty big impact, I feel like, just because I can see myself relating with the character Elliot, uh, just being awkward and being 11, 12 years old during that time. Definitely an awkward time of my life trying to figure out who you are. Uh, and I feel like this movie just has a really good message that just be yourself. Well, and I mean, so I went to school with Keenan and I, I remember there being a year where he was, uh, I'm pretty sure sold his soul to the devil. Oh, kept uh, what did you, going what into did you get in uh, return? zany <laughs> adventures, <laughs> uh, Big Mac and fries. <laughs> <laughs> An extra slice of pizza in the cafeteria. <laughs> you know, it was a waste. <laughs> I was young. I didn't know how to use wishes. <laughs> Apparently, More... Brendan Fraser doesn't either. <laughs> More viewings of Bedazzled. <laughs> you think I would have learned my lesson from it? Uh, so it's you were it's... eleven. <laughs> you don't understand. So how? Wait, how? How old were you guys when you first started going to school together? Uh, we we Probably middle met school. in middle school, but we didn't become best friends until freshman year of high school. <laughs> so you're like what, fourteen or fifteen? Around that, yeah, yeah. So okay, it's funny you mentioned like um how awkward Elliot is and stuff because like around this this rewatch, the the I remembered how the beginning Elliot is just so tough to watch. Like when he's like around his coworkers and then like at the bar, he just doesn't clearly understand social cues. Now, now granted like heard for this now, probably, um, but this movie was 20 years ago and like, they just make him out to be a bad guy, but like, it's clearly not his fault. And then when Elizabeth Hurley comes into the bar and she's like, Oh, I know what you do. Like you, you make your TV dinner and you, you cry yourself to sleep and wonder why no one likes you. I'm like, is this supposed to be a comedy? Like this is cutting deep. <laughs> that is Not every night. <laughs> <laughs> Most nights. Um, so it's funny that though, that we're, we're talking about this because um, I, I found this piece of trivia when, when researching the movie and it, it says, in longer versions of the film, Elliot was so pathetic that preview audiences squirmed. It was decided that a little went a long way, so it was trimmed down. Which I think was for the best. Like in the first few minutes, he's he's really awkward. And like I, I know you I've known you for almost a decade now, Keenan, and you're awkward, but you're nowhere near his level of awkward. So um <laughs> This it, is it also was a- before the office, which I feel like Michael Scott definitely is Elliot toned down a little bit, probably. That's a good point. But, yeah. but I, I just feel like we we weren't used to that being in movies to that extent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like as awkward as it was, it was just a few minutes, and then the rest of the movie was like totally, totally fine. Yeah, you're right. Once he starts doing like the the wishes and stuff, I mean, obviously he does like uh, you know mishandles wishes. But he he's never like unbearably, and or like not charismatic at all. Yeah. Uh, so like one thought I had when watching this movie is like, and I'm sure I'm sure everyone has had this thought. Like you know when he wishes for something, and he'll say, "I was the most sensitive man in the world." Like right away, you know. Oh, this is not going to go emotionally well. sensitive, <laughs> right? Ah, so I was like, going to have fun with that one. Is <laughs> if you were confronted with an option, how would you word a wish that would make it so that way you like had minimal impact or chances of getting screwed? I think well, that's kind of the point. You couldn't because uh, anything you left out, the devil would take advantage of this reminds me of one episode of the x-files that i've seen i haven't watched much but this is one of them (laughs) where uh i don't even know the agent i think it's scully he gets a wish 
but he he spends like weeks writing out this wish to make sure it's perfect and it's still like there's still a loophole there's there's nothing you can do to get around these wishes okay so then i think that that actually prompts i like i've seen this going around on like facebook and like meme pages and stuff for like years but why don't we each say one wish and then the the other it so my thought process of how I would want to wish is I would say I would like my life to be exactly like it is now and to progress at its normal pace, but I would like to just find a million dollars on the ground that doesn't necessarily belong to anybody that's not thing that nobody's looking for. Someone just dropped it on accident and they make so much money that they disregarded it. How would you corrupt that? <laughs> Uh, well, I think it'd be hard to spend without, you know, spending it a little bit at a time. Because I think it's in like uh, what, Ozark. Uh, Jason Bateman says something about that, where it's like all you all you can really do with that is groceries, because you can't put it in That's the bank. Because then all of a sudden you have a million dollars in the bank. The government's gonna. The government's going to want half of that. And then you, uh, I mean, what else can you do with it? You can't really make big purchases because, again, you got to pay taxes on everything. So it would be nice, but it's for small purchases. I can see him going the Walter White route, just laundering it through a car wash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, true. Have an, a, have an A one day, guys. <laughs> All of our uh, <laughs> money knowledge is based on uh, <laughs> shows. I have I have yet to watch Ozark. Is it like everyone says it's really good? Am I missing out? Oh, absolutely! It's great. It's it's very Breaking Bad like, but with the charisma of Jason Bateman. I do love I do love some Bateman. All right, what would you guys wish for? Oof. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking of something pretty similar, but as I was stomping on your wish, <laughs> I realized yeah, that, that doesn't yeah, work. You hate it. It's clear. I got it. You hate my wish. <laughs> I wish I was two inches taller. <laughs> you wish you were a baller? Nice. Good wish. Two inches taller. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that's all. But it's Go all in it. your neck. <laughs> there's no problem. There's no problem with that. You could become internet famous for that. So long that neck, so. Daddy yep, Long neck. <laughs> Episode one. We have a Daddy Long neck mentioned. <laughs> Would you have corrupted it a different way, Keenan? No, that's exactly where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, All right. What do you got, Keenan? I, I, I don't know, because everything I'm thinking, I can think of a way for it to be corrupted. I feel like uh, Elliot in the movie gets wish number one perfect. Just get a, a Big Mac and large coat. <laughs> Even that was yeah, but... not great because he paid for it himself. Yeah, I was going to say, he had to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, I can, I, can only... afford, I can afford a Big Mac and Coke, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a major detriment to you. The only thing she did for him was make the bus be there right then and there. So I guess that... I mean, that's a pretty big feat. Have you ever had to wait for a bus? That was the wish. Immediate public <laughs> transit. Um, speaking of Elizabeth Hurley, though, I like she was great in this movie. Just the two of them like played off each other so well. Um, this viewing around when I was like like trying to think of what I wanted to talk about here, I remember like thinking how many different times she changes in this movie. I was like, they they have to have this written down somewhere. And so I looked it up. Um, and yes, they did. She wore nineteen different outfits in this movie, and I'm sure she loved every minute of it. All right, let's count them all out. <laughs> I'm just uh, we're, I'm not yeah. <laughs> we're not doing that. 
Uh, do you guys get the song stuck in your head every time you mention her name? Just the wild thing. Wild thing. Wild thing? <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, and the song. The song actually. What's that? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. The song actually at the very very end of the movie. The if you want to be somebody else, I heard that playing. Like I went to Walmart the other day and it was playing on the speakers in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, be dazzled! It's the only place I've ever heard that song. And, and the, the Walmart parking lot behind you. <laughs> yeah, was everybody moving around you in fast motion? And and for some reason, I could see all of their sins in like a little text <laughs> bubble. Those are great. <laughs> it just makes me think of yes, I hate all of those people that they mentioned. <laughs> the the best one is the freeloader. I'm really the, curious what my baby movie. tips five percent. Free... <laughs> what would that? yours be? <laughs> Mine would be like cries a lot or something. I don't know. Oh, let's see. Uh, what what terrible aspect of myself do I want to bring up on a podcast? <laughs> mine would be the similar to Keenan's with the awkwardness. Mine mine would be orders a whole pizza and eats it himself. <laughs> <laughs> so we're supposed to talk about bad things here. I mean, I guess, but like, have you ever told somebody that, like, in a room that you eat a whole pizza and, like, the looks you get? No, I've never had that happen. Good, I've don't. Never completed that feat. <laughs> Good, don't. Well, I'm sorry if I look at you different now, That's but fine. I'm going to look at you different now. I can, I can take it. My skin is thick. It, it, it's um, from the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's real greased up, so all your insults just slip right off. Perfect. Um, you know, after uh, rewatching this, one thing I picked up uh, that I never really noticed, I, or at least didn't appreciate, is just how funny Brendan Fraser is. Fraser. <laughs> Sorry. There's how funny Brendan one. Fraser <laughs> is. Because, uh, like, he acts differently with each character. But he's so funny as all of them. And like, like, I get it's a comedy movie and the whole whole like premise of it is it's supposed to be funny. But like, you're right. There's so many different kinds of comedy. Like the, just from the super sensitive guy to the basketball player guy, like those were both hilarious, but in different ways. And yeah. Even the uh, the articulate uh, gay witty writer, <laughs> when right. he's like when he sees uh, his gay partner in in the bed, and he says something to him, he's like, "Shut up, you dumb bitch!" <laughs> or something which... like that, which just cracked me up the way that he said it that wish specifically is like the only one I'm like what's the problem like you have everything and in this version of him he's not even attracted to her because he's gay so what what's the problem is because previous nerdy Brendan Fraser wanted to be with his one girl yeah no joke I was literally thinking the same thing when I was watching it I was like you know he's got she finally like gave him a great wish Right, uh, like, like the current day, like smart, articulate Brendan Fraser wouldn't care that he had, like, missed his chance with her because he's not attracted to her because he is gay. So, like, what I don't, I don't know what the problem is. Like, I, if if that was me, I would have been like, okay, like, let me assess how I'm feeling here. But like, if you're gay, I, like, that, I've that's gone great. through, I've gone through so many terrible wishes. This is perfect. I think I'm just going to chill here. Right. The The only thing wrong with it is that he was gay and he couldn't get it. Like, like he's just not getting the one thing that he thinks of course. he wants that he doesn't even get. Right. And in that wish, he doesn't want it anymore. So what I don't know. What, I don't know what the problem is. So whatever. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I think he uh, I think he was a uh, more attracted than his partner. <laughs> but he could have he could have upgraded later on. 
The guy had coconut head hair. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what makes it so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny too because like this movie came out in 2000, and I remembered that's like that wish and how he turned out gay, and I'm like, oh, let's see, like, you know, you know, in today's culture, like, you watch a lot of things and it doesn't hold up. But but like I I felt like they never took a low blow with him being gay. Like they never like insulted it. Like because you watch right. old movies and they they like make fun of people for being gay, which is stupid. But because you know it's it's not a choice; it's your actual biology. But but I don't think that they did that. The only only thing is that they're like, oh, sorry, you're gay. You can't be with this girl anymore. Which only previous Elliot cared about. So I don't know. I I still think it kind of holds up. What do you guys think? <laughs> Yeah, I, when when I was watching it, I was like, I, I was waiting for like a somebody to say something where it's like, uh, <laughs> cringy, but they really didn't. I mean, it was obviously stereotypical, sure, and, yeah, but uh, but beyond that, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, again, three straight guys, so what do we know? What's right <laughs> offensive? But it didn't seem like it would have been offensive. Like, like I, I try to listen a lot to other people and 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 myself on what's offensive or not. And I f- and I feel like the only thing that maybe really could have maybe used some work is like the treatment of him in the very beginning when he was really awkward. Because again, like it's it's something we know now. Like he he doesn't understand social cues, you know, and like there's. I know lots of people like that and like we wouldn't treat them like making fun of them like he does. And I, I don't know. So that's, that's really the only thing I could think of, but. Right. And those, those friends of his kind of get theirs at the end when he has his, <laughs> his little outbreak, which was great. Right. He, he, he goes through seven is... wishes and he's just a different person all of a sudden. Well, I mean, Basically, seven lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what would you guys say is your... Um, you've seen all the wishes. Which one was your favorite Elliot of all the wishes? Oh, Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Such a, such a character development change. It's not just a Big Mac. It's a Big Mac and a large Coke. And I don't know if you know this, but the Coke at McDonald's is 100% different from anywhere you get it. It hurts. Delicious. It truly is the work of the devil. <laughs> McDonald's Coke and McDonald's Sprite hurts. I'm going to say that on record. Like, you ever drink one? It, like, physically hurts, but, like, in a good way. I think you might be allergic, bud. <laughs> like, it... I think that full pizza really. Uh, took I didn't have a pizza today. <laughs> you could, like melt down metal with McDonald's Sprite. I'm just gonna say it right now. I guess it's been a while. September 11th. That'll be our Never first uh, YouTube video we do is us drinking <laughs> McDonald's Coke and Sprite until we physically cannot. Yeah, versus like a bottle of Sprite. You, like it's different. Like the syrup to carbonation ratio or whatever. I don't know how that works. I'm pretty sure that they've put it online that it's a different sugar or more sugar that they put into it at least. Oh, is it? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Sprite tangent. If if you are listening McDonald's and you would like to sponsor this podcast, please feel free to reach out. I, I know we didn't say anything good other than Sprite Hurts, but... Oh, uh, no, that, whoa, 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 whoa. that McDonald's Coca-Cola is really good. It is pretty good, yeah. I'm, I'm just sad they got rid of that orange high C. That was my that was my go-to. Welcome to the McDonald's podcast. We are pivoting. <laughs> Piv- uh, but my favorite wish, probably the one I laughed most at on the rewatch was the uh, drug lord. Just from the moment he starts speaking, and he's just like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. Wait, I'm speaking Spanish. <laughs> and then uh, when he finally realizes that he is a drug lord, and he's just like, well, we're having a, a, a tiff over sugar or flour. And he realizes it's Coke, and he just has like a breakdown. Like, I'm a drug lord? Oh, of course I'm a drug lord. <laughs> Cocaine? <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> 
That was great. Oh, and the, and the part that uh, when he rips part of his mustache off, oh, God. oh, that makes me cringe. On the third rewatch, I definitely look look it away. Oh yeah, look it away. Like I, I, I don't even away. have a mustache, and I just just it just gives me the willies, if that's a word. What about you, Marcus? What's your favorite one? Um, hmm. I mean, the the drug lord's really good. I mean, they're all really good. Uh, obviously, I think the basketball is really good uh, because the uh, the commentators crack me up <laughs> the whole time. And then uh, his his uh, interview when he's sweating all over the the reporter. I can agree with that because <laughs> he's just like dripping sweat forever, <laughs> just, like spinning and sweating, and just like constant water coming out. The only commentators in a movie that beat these is in dodgeball. Second place, second place, best Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off for him. Welcome back to Justin Bateman podcast. <laughs> you say Justin Bateman? Yep, Jason Bateman. <laughs> Gary Cole and Jason Bateman's his, uh, sister, Justine Bateman. What were their names? I don't know why I remember this, but it was it was it uh, Pepper Brooks and Cotton McKnight, right? You would remember better. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it I'm, like, I'm uh, pretty sure that's I it. I'm gonna look it up after this and see if I was right. Because I remember bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if that pays off for him. That was probably my favorite line in that movie. Um. Both both good Elliots. I still think my favorite version of them all is super sensitive Elliot. Um in this rewatch, like one thing I noticed is that his teeth are really, really like narrow or like really so so I feel like he had some sort of retainer in or something that made his teeth look smaller. Because if you look at that next to his they're not that small. So I don't know. And for a while, my Facebook cover photo was him looking at the sun and crying. It was just <laughs> that scene was just thing so great. <laughs> so, what's a darn thing going to set? <laughs> um, I, I just, I just love that in, in all entirety. And like, simply, I just wanted to see how it would play out if he just said he was a little more sensitive. Like, you don't need to be the most sensitive man in the world. I think anything to an extreme is is absurd. Yeah, you're gonna fall find fault in any of the most categories. Yeah, it just I don't know. Reminds me, like the Colombian drug lord one. He got the raw end of that deal because he didn't even get a chance to be himself with Allison. He just. Like she just automatically hated him before he yeah. Well, yeah, that, and then like in the same day, his like people are overthrowing him. Well, to be fair to the devil, which I constantly do, uh, <laughs> he did say he wanted to be married. So true. I feel like that's faulting his wording that he would have Very to skip true. the entire getting to know you part. True. True. Um. Uh, one thing that was really funny is when my roommate showed me this when I first watched it. He because he had the DVD, and on the DVD there was a like the special features. There's actually I don't know if you guys knew this. You probably did. There's a deleted scene, and there's actually another wish that happens, and they took it out. And I'm just recalling it from memory, but it's right after, um. I think one of the one of the last wishes when he realizes he's gay, she she comes in and she says, "No, it's not about this. It, like women want men who like are bad boys. They want sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And so that's what he wishes for. And he there's like a, a whole deleted guy, right? Yeah, he he he's like exactly like a Motley Crue guy. He sings on stage, and I'm like, oh okay, wow. Like I, I wonder why they cut this." And then I'm watching the deleted scene and like, like backstage, um, he's just like a total like asshole to everybody. And then like, um, what's her name? Michelle? Alice. Why can't I not remember? Yeah. She's there and she like 
tries to overdose on pills and like they have sex on the table or like the oh is she like unconscious or something yeah and then like he dies moment like bring him back and i'm like the whole time i'm watching this like i didn't laugh once it was just like sad and then i'm like oh okay this jesus this is why this is why they cut it yeah but i i obviously i have some kind of memory of it i i remember the motley crew like you know uh parody kind of thing but yeah i i can't i don't remember much of it besides that so i must have watched uh the deleted scene on like a dvd again when i was yeah <laughs> probably yeah, it was 12 or 13 so yeah it was years ago when i watched it I'm, I'm sure it's on youtube somewhere if we wanted to watch it again but i just remember it being so uncomfortable with this wish and then thinking yeah it was a good thing they cut this i don't know i don't know what they were doing but I, then again like, like that's close to the basketball wish too like be a bad boy he's kind of a, yeah. a badass playing basketball so that's a good i point. think it's just a, a good way to turn another wish into something that's a good point and but also like back to the basketball wish so you have a small peen like if you make that much money you'll get people who don't care you know and i was gonna say too uh you know it uh speaking about making fun of things people can't control right (laughs) i mean i'm a little forgiving in this instance because because she had full control over it but yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, she she uh, oh, she, she did she did him dirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh come on! <laughs> I just have Damn this really super small thing I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I have a big project, a huge project I got to do tomorrow. So I, I gotta I gotta get out of here. Well, um, you gotta give it 110 percent. I was just gonna say that, day I was just gonna say, yeah, she she really gave it 110 percent when she crafted that wish. You know, that's the the mentality I want with this podcast, guys. I, I really I want to want to take it one pot at a time. I want to give it 110 percent. Yeah, you know, just go out there uh, like you play as a team. You know, give it 110 percent. I know we're not doing this on video chat. But I am crying right now. Inspired. <laughs> How many you. tears? Like the amount of sweat, the amount of sweat drops you had? Because I just love to have that visual of you just crying never ending tears. That would be great. It would just be Brennan Fraser as the sensitive guy with <laughs> the sweat from <laughs> the uh, sports guy. Perfect. And you said Fraser, so there's number two. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not the only one at that point. I did it for you. I didn't. Um, so one, one more piece of trivia I had down. Um, it says, at around an hour and four minutes, um, the mathematics homework that the devil removes from the classroom blackboard was effectively to prove Fermat's last theorem, a legendary problem from 1630 that was often the subject of stories about people selling their souls to solve it. The problem was eventually solved in 1995 by Andrew Wiles and colleagues with computer, not satanic assistance. Yeah, but Which, how they built that computer? Satanic assistance, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sold their soul. So that was supposed saying. to be a difficult equation? I, I didn't pay I attention it. to it. I saw oh, it, you saw it? Yeah. in like 10 minutes. Just watching that scene—that's that's ridiculous. Just PEMDAS, right? I mean, that's all, that's all you need that's to get. That's all it is. PEMDAS, yeah. It's um, dumb dumbs. <laughs> so, all in all, I want to say about this movie is it—it it was wild. It was fun. It was funny, um, but it did have a great message, I thought. And at the end of the movie, like I walked away, I was like, "Wow, you know, that had a really good like." message to the people um if you can't be with the girl of your dreams find someone that looks exactly like her you I'm, know, sure I was, I'm sure it'll work out <laughs> i was gonna say for how funny this movie is and i really do like it and i'm glad it had a happy ending that ending is not great it, i just 
I thought it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I thought it would have been so much better if she didn't look like her and she was just another random girl. It would have been the perfect ending if it was just a different person. Right. Because he wasn't he 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 didn't need to be attracted to her. He had a he was attracted to an idea of her and then he meets somebody who actually is perfect. Right. And I w- I would love to see in the future when because obviously like the the thought process is uh they start dating obviously great they're together he like goes to a bar or something with the coworkers and runs into the original girl with the new one like are they just gonna ignore the fact that they look identical <laughs> like are we gonna have a parent trap situation here like what's going on with that I don't parent know. trap I th- I think that I think I think right there you just solved it. Uh, we cracked the code behind Bedazzled. Only took twenty years. We did one more weird thing. Uh, I I thought the president of the United States thing. We never really talked about that one yet. True. Uh, Yeah. Funny, but also weird that like that would be his go-to for (laughs) trying to help people. It was funny because after after the wish right before that, I was like, yeah, that's all the wishes I remember. He still has a wish left. What is it? And then he's like, I wish I was a president. I was like, oh, okay. I remember this one. It's very short. <laughs> like, it it's is just kind of like short. an afterthought. Yeah. But also, it, it, but also, I can like, see this being a reshoot after them going, oh, you know what? We should probably get rid of the uh, Motley crew. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I wonder if they did that and they're like, oh, yeah, let's just come up with something else really quick. Or if they okay, already guys. had it planned out. I have my Abraham Lincoln costume right over here. <laughs> just throw him in it. We'll shoot something real quick and get out of here. And his teeth were really jacked up there. So there was definitely a, a different retainer or however they filmed that. I don't know. Well, don't and know his teeth tricks. are like really big for the basketball player one, right? They, yeah, they were. Yeah. And he had like some weird little snaggle tooth on one side. Or something. I don't know what it was. Oh, and it 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 always grossed me out how <laughs> bleached blonde his hair is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know I just talked about don't judge him people, but uh <laughs> it was just as a thirteen year old kid, twelve, thirteen, you're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> that guy is <laughs> super white hair. I, I think mean, it's the eyebrows. If yeah. yeah. I mean, I dye my hair that color sometimes on purpose, but like, I don't know. I, I just, it would be so weird to see someone with that natural hair color. I don't think I ever have. Um, I don't know if it's possible for that to be natural. Yeah. No, I really hope not. <laughs> if, if you have I mean, that natural now, hair color. I'm apologizing. We don't mean to make you feel bad. <laughs> Have that natural hair color, and you want to send us a picture? We're on Twitter at Rotten Gems Pod. Uh, go ahead and send, snap a pic and send it to us, and along with your hate mail, it's yes. to follow. <laughs> That's we where you also direct your hate mail. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Anything to add before we move on to our next segment here? Not really. I, I mean, I really just got the moral of the story: is uh, the devil is pretty cool. And hot. I'm going to throw that out there. And also, God is in prison for some reason. We completely skipped over that. He's in prison for being black, obviously. So it's funny because. Who I am. I'm definitely not God. Well, it's funny because when I looked up the trivia for this movie, I I read that he's actually not supposed to be, but just an angel. But that's not what I got from the movie. I just. I yeah. see. I was gonna ask you guys that too, uh, because when I was watching, I was like, "Is he God or just an angel?" But when they're playing chess at the end, yeah, uh, I think that pretty much that's what cemented that it for is, me. Yeah, he is God, right? Because why else would she just be playing with some random angel? She is the devil playing chess with God. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was God the entire time until I read that thing. And I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't really conveyed in the movie. It doesn't really change the outcome of the movie, but I'm just like, okay, I, like, I much rather 
would prefer him to just be God in jail for some reason that we don't know. What crime would God commit? <laughs> Humanity. <laughs> True. I didn't ask to be born. I mean, Humanity. to be fair, what what crime did uh, Brendan uh, Fraser commit? Uh, he really he didn't, didn't insanity do anything. Yeah. They just thought he was drunk, but they didn't even like test his they blood or breathalyzer yeah. him or anything. Very believable, but you know, plot device to meet God. So I, I forgave it. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're on to our next segment here. Um, this is one we like to call "Bed Wed Behead," where we pick three characters, and then you know. Um, this is a little hard to for this movie since most of the characters are one person. Um, but I'm gonna just pick one of the Brendan Frasers. I'm gonna go with Colombian drug lord, uh, Brendan Fraser. So someone else pick another say, one. Did you say Brendan Fraser? I think I said Fraser, but I might Fraser. We'll count it as three. Sorry, sorry, Brendan. The heat is on. <laughs> okay. Uh so did you pick one? I picked the the drug lord one. All right. Well then I say we just pick yeah, we just pick more of his uh more of his, his wishes. wishes. So, so I'll say uh, the basketball player. Okay. All right. I don't want to make it too easy. I so, feel like the fifth wish would be too easy. Right. That's why I was avoiding that one. Uh, let's go with sensitive. Okay. So we have our three. Now, What? let's establish some rules for this. <laughs> Yes, please. because I've seen versions <laughs> of this played where wed means like you get to have all the sex you want with them, but then in something I read, you don't get to. So we need to just establish our own rules. I think it makes better sense if you don't get to have sex with them because then what's the point of the bed? Well, I mean, thanks for letting everyone know what your marriage is like, Marcus, but you have two kids. So I'm going to say that you're uh, wrong right there. Kids. That's right. You have three kids. I forgot. There's Bart, Lisa, and the other one. Lisa Jr. So I propose that wed would mean that you have continuous often sex. But I, I just, I don't think it makes any sense for for the humor of the game. I mean, bed, the bed you want to be with someone once just to see what wed is like, no, I'm locking this one down. For life. For life. What do you think? Know, what do you think? You're the tiebreaker. You're the tiebreaker. I, I agree with Brendan. That's <laughs> that's multiple. That's a, that's a multiple times. I don't know if you know this about Keenan. Married kids. <laughs> <laughs> So there's situation. There's Bart, Lisa, <laughs> and the other one. And what was the other one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Ed Wed Behead, we're saying Wed means that you have continuous sex. We got drug lord, sensitive, and basketball player. What What is our arrangement here? Give me a second. This is tough. This is tough. Personally, I feel <laughs> like. Gonna... Oh, go ahead, Marcus. Go ahead. I'm curious. I'm curious what you say. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go uh, kind of gratuitous here. So <laughs> I'm right, gonna I'm go awesome. with obviously I'm gonna kill sensitive guy because he is too sensitive. <laughs> he is True. just. I think that would be way too frustrating to be around. If I had to. I would, under your guys' rules, I would bed the Colombian drug lord and wed the basketball player. And the reason is because, let's be honest, I'm a little guy. (laughs) 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 If I'm uh, uh, the same-sex relationship here, 
I'm probably not going to be the top. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I want that little pee. <laughs> if I got to deal with anything. Fair. Fair. Okay, I, I have an entirely different order, but what do you have, Keenan? I'm different, too. Uh, so I went... Uh, so along with Marcus's theory with the basketball, this time I went uh, wed, just because I feel like I, I could probably take that my entire life, and well, I'm also going to have money. Yeah. Uh, I said... Yeah, I wedded the basketball player. Okay. You, uh, and then for the sensitive, I said to bed... Because I feel like he's really going to listen to me. He's going to take everything that I'm saying. And he's going to take care of me in that moment. And I feel like that's something that I need. And then uh, behead the drug lord. Uh, hugs, not drugs. You know, fair, I, fair. that you might have uh, switched me on that. Swayed you. Because if you bed, you only got to deal with him once. It's one and done. So it's not like he's. That's what I always say. Yeah, you're right. So you only have to deal with them once. And okay. and in that case, you would be the top. <laughs> so I'm uh I'm slightly different from you here, Keenan. I actually chose behead basketball player and not anything peen related. But weird that the guy that doesn't like sports kills off the basketball guy. <laughs> That's the reason. Yes. <laughs> I don't want my life to revolve around sports. You're um, going to be living your life at 100%. Marcus and I 110%, are going to be out here yeah. at 110%. <laughs> also, like, okay, so sports is the kicker because I'm not a sports guy. So I don't want my life to revolve around sports. But also, you saw how much he sweat during that interview. Guys, we live in Arizona. Like, I'm going to wake up and the bed's going to be drenched with sweat. Hey, I already do that. Uh, we live wherever he plays, and that's San Francisco. I guess. I guess. Um, so, yeah, be, I'm sticking with behead on him. I'm going to go with bed sensitive guy because, you know, like, I don't want to be around that forever, but you got to see what it's like. And then wed Colombian drug lord. Did you see his house? It was beautiful. Like, I'm going to just say that I would, I would wed the character and not like in the middle of getting shot at version of him because I'm, I'm pretty sure like it ended badly for him, but like his wife ended up just fine, you know? So yeah, you're right. All the movies that I've seen with like drug Lords, they always turn out. Okay. <laughs> exactly. What could go wrong? That's, that's, that's exactly the point I'm making. I'm glad that you agree. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, brings us to our next segment guys. And, um, this game has been referred to as a few things. I've heard it as uh, most commonly six degrees of separation or six degrees of Kevin Bacon. But instead, we're going to do someone from this movie. We're going to we're gonna not do the main character of the movie because that's too easy. But instead, we're going to do six degrees of Elizabeth Hurley. And I just pulled up like I just did. A, I just Googled random celebrity generator. And I'll pull up the first one we have here. And that is Kira Knightley. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> so we're going to try to do this together. It's not going to be six steps. Uh, it's going to be double digits for sure. Someone keeping track here? Um, uh, yeah, I'll start writing. All right. So I'll, I'll go with Elizabeth Hurley um, to Mike Myers in Austin Powers, whichever one she was in. The first uh, one. The first one. Yes. <laughs> Take uh, it away, Keenan. Karen Ivey. Whoa. Mike Myers was in the Cat in the Hat with Alec Baldwin. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> Most people try. <laughs> True. Alec Baldwin uh, was in Beetlejuice with I'm gonna go with Hmm, Winona Ryder. Ooh, okay. Uh, Winona Ryder was in Mr. Deeds with Adam Sandler. (laughs) (laughs) 
So to take it back to Brett's problem with Tom Cruise, <laughs> Adam Sandler happens to be one of my least favorite actors. Uh, can't think of many of her movies. I'm just going to maybe widen this up a little bit with Adam Sandler's was in Sandler was in Little Nicky with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah, she was one of the angels. Uh, her, his mom, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, all I can think of is uh, Legally Blonde. I don't know who else is in that movie. It's like, um, she was in Reese Witherspoon was in Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn, who she did not like, by the way. I, I remember. Oh, in real life? Yeah, no, like on the set. I think they just didn't like each other on that set. I remember a Watch Mojo thing I watched a while ago, and like that was one of the movies that came up. Um. So anyway, Vince Vaughn. Okay. Okay, I know a way to do this, but it's just a matter of if you guys do. We're going to go to Vince Vaughn. Nope. <laughs> we're we're going to go Vince Vaughn to Justin Long in Dodgeball. All right. Trying to see if I, see if I can I'm figure trying, out where you're connecting this. I'm trying to think of any Caroline Knightley movie. I mean, besides pirates. I mean, if that's what you got, go with it. Pirates, right? Yeah. There's another movie that Karen Knightley was in that I absolutely love. So Justin Long was in Dodgeball with... I just went through or, dodgeball. <laughs> not dodgeball. <laughs> uh, okay. Dang. Okay. Uh, Justin Long was in Idiocracy with, I can't catch his name, Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Way to make it. What was difficult. he in uh, Idiocracy? I don't remember. Dax Shepard? No, Justin Long. Oh, he was uh, the doctor. Yeah, I'm looking oh. at your, your chart here and your shit's all fucked <laughs> <Yeah>. up. And... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Keenan, what are we doing here? I can only go. <laughs> I can honestly say I do not know. I can only go one way, and it's definitely not going to be Brett's way. <laughs> it's not, but I'll, I'll see if we can connect it to the way that you guys I'm gonna go. I'm going to go uh, the easy route here and say uh, Luke Wilson. By what connection? Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. Sorry. All right, then I will go with... No uh, pressure. Seth Green. <laughs> Without a paddle. Without a paddle. Jeez, okay. Which is basically... Great, guys. A Great, guys. We're back on. to Austin Powers. We <laughs> <laughs> get it. Uh, okay, fine. I'm going to take this. Which way do I want to take this? Hmm. Seth Green. Let's go Scooby-Doo 2 with Matthew Lillard. <laughs> also in with that battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Why did I forget about that? Uh, uh, Matthew Lillard was in an amazing movie called Hackers with Angelina Jolie. Okay, oh we're getting you. somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Oh, I, I Oh, I, I got it. I got it. I know how to I know how to solve this. All right. I think I never saw the movie, but I'm pretty sure Angelina Jolie was in The Tourist with Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp was in Pirates of the Caribbean with Keira Knightley. Boom. Boom. There you go. We did it. How many, how many steps was that, Marcus? 
14. 14, 14 degrees. 14 degrees of Elizabeth Hurley. I was really hoping to find a way to go through uh, Love Actually. So my way was through Star Wars because I don't know if you knew this, but Natalie Portman was Padme, but uh, Knightley yeah. was her fake uh, Padme. Double. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to get to Samuel Jackson. <laughs> so <laughs> when I said that? Justin Long, I was trying to. I was hoping you would go Justin Long to Live Free or Die Hard with Bruce Willis, and then Bruce Willis to any Tarantino movie. With Sam Sam Jackson is the cheat code of this game. <laughs> he, he basically is. Yeah, for sure. Um, good job, guys. Fourteen. We'll see if we can beat that next time. Um, we will. <laughs> we will not. That's going to be our. Mean, make it way worse. <laughs> That is going to be our average. We should keep stats on that, like 14. Right now, our average is 14 because one, one. We'll um, have our fans do that. We don't need to yeah. get our hands dirty with stat work. Run gem stats. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in reality, right now is us. Us. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I don't think it's any secret that we love this movie. Um, so let's make fun of people who didn't like it so this is where we will um, pick out our best bad review from Rotten Tomatoes and read it and and just lay into them who wants to go first um I'll go okay so I have a quote from some bozo from the Chicago Sun Times Uh, the quote is it is lacking in wickedness it doesn't smack its lips when it's naughty. All I have to say about this no-name guy is that he'll never make it in this critic business. Because There's no way is... with a, a review like that. He used the words, it doesn't smack his lips. He probably thought he was so smart and funny and witty he'll when never he said be successful. that. Yeah. No chance. Guess what this, this dumb name is? What is it? Roger Ebert. Never heard of him. What kind of name is that? Never heard of him. <laughs> That's no Hollywood name. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you just don't believe. got it, kid. Yeah, I can't believe it. Well, I mean, I can, but <sighs> just sad. Right. Just sad. You're up, Keenan. All right. So, to give you a little background on the critic that I pulled, uh, James Berardinelli. That's a fake he, name. He is this type of critic. Before I go into his review of Bedazzled, this is what he reviewed. One of the most amazing movies of 2019. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and, Hobbs and Shaw. He says... <laughs> he gives this movie 2.5 out of 4. There's a problem with the kinds of bloated action sequences that form the skeleton, muscle, and flesh of something like Hobbs and Shaw, a lack of excitement. <laughs> what movie did you watch, sir? But back to Bedazzled. <clears throat> he says, not only is this film persistently unfunny, but it is consistently uninvolving. Again, are you watching these movies at all? Did we this watch the movie same movie? Is hilarious. Yeah. Maybe you watched the, the original? <laughs> you watched the Deadly Moore one? What what is wrong with him? We watched the same movie, and I thought this movie was hilarious. Oh. Nonstop laughter. I felt like it was really uh, wicked, and it smacked its lips when it was. Naughty, you know? <laughs> what a d- if I I feel like I should have kept a count of how many times I was just like, "Ooh, my lips!" I just smacked them again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, should we rewatch it one more it time? So and the lip smacks. <laughs> Let me get some like. Lip, lip smackers, and I'll be good. I'll be good to go. I think it's just called lip smackers. <laughs> um, I got one. It's from uh, James Sanford from Get This, the Kalamazoo Gazette, which does not sound Ooh, like anything that I would want to visit or read. Um, but James Sanford, here's what he has to say. He says, curiously, the new version amidst much of the material that made the first movie so memorable including the nuns on trampolines and replacing it with gags that probably seemed much funnier on paper than they are on screen. First of all, James, fuck you. 
Lucky uh, you. But also, this is my this is my least favorite type of review of a movie. Whenever there's a movie that's a sequel or a remake, and people can't watch it for the movie that it is, and strictly just compare it to the original. So, like his whole review is just like, "Oh, it wasn't as good as the original." That's great. Watch it for the movie it is. And I hate you, James. And this movie was great. So maybe we need to go back and watch the original. I think we need to actually. Maybe we should do that and then report back. Nah, probably. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for our second podcast. What would that one be called? <laughs> Rotten rewatches. I don't know. Um, That's gold. I think that wraps us up, guys. <laughs> so that is uh, Bedazzled, which again scored forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes by critics. Yes, critics believe that Michael Transformers was a better movie than this one. That one comes in at fifty eight percent, which you're, which, if you're asking me, is is generous. You make me sick. Critics, disgusting critics, Just disgusting. Who, who do you think you are? Where, Where do, do you, you get off? Um, which actually is uh, a great segue into our um, little thing that we want to say here, and that's join us next time when we talk about um, the lovable movie Hot Rod. If you haven't seen that, um, it's starring Andy Samberg, and it's hilarious and probably one of my favorite comedies of all time. I'm really excited for that one. Um, so we'll see you next time. Quick shout out to everyone that made it through this podcast. Thank you for sticking with us. And wanted to actually thank the band Forget the Whale for permission to use their on the pod. It is our theme song and um, exit song. I chatted with the bass player, Dan. He's a pretty cool dude. So please give them a follow on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram. That's Forget the Whale. Um, and yeah, they're pretty dope. And we'll see you next time when we talk about Hot Rod. Um, until then, what do we say, fellas? Stay rotten, all you gems. <laughs> That's what we say? Do we say that? that? <laughs> what do we say now? <laughs> uh, keep, it, keep it rotten. Catch yeah. you on the flippity flop. <laughs> nice. Keep it rotten. <laughs> When's that dang sun going to set?